Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being with me. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved right now by calling 1-800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and uh, ask your questions or comments. I'll make you uh, your, uh, state your comments or ask your questions, all right? And good morning again here. Before we get into the thing, I wanted to tell you about a few things that are happening here in California so that you can get involved because this is affecting the family. And the more you destroy the family, the worse things are going to get. And because our battle is a battle between good and evil, there are people out there who are literally day in and day out working to destroy the family. All right. So. I'm going to give you the website, too, so you can later go and check it out and get involved. There's, there are three anti-family bills that are pending on the governor of California, waiting for him to sign, the governor of California to sign. Have you heard about these already? Oh, okay, some have, some have. SB 1172, that's SB 1172. This bill, if the governor signs it, it will ban parents from seeking counseling for their child who think who thinks they are homosexual. It also penalizes licensed counselors who care enough to help gender-confused children who have often been molested or raped. So if the governor signed this bill, in California, you will not be able to send your child to a counselor to help that child overcome that. Isn't that awful? I know, why would they even want to not get help to the person that may want help? But this is evil. This is what's happening with the family. There's another one, SB 1476, SB 1476. And uh, this, is a, this allows a child to have three or more legal parents. Three or more legal parents. Two parents are a problem. Why would you want more? No, I'm kidding. Two parents are good. But if the governor signs this, signs this bill, in California, a child can have more than two parents. That would be a mess, huh? And then another one is, the last one is uh, AB2109, AB2109. This, uh, if he signs this bill, it will result, result in, the, in healthy children being injected with risky vaccines, despite their parents' objection. This bill weakens parents' rights, whether their kids are in public school, private schools, or home schools. So if you say you don't want your child to be vaccinated or receive any form of vaccine, you can't say that anymore as a parent. They would do it anyway. You wouldn't have a right to say no to that. Uh, if the government, all three of these bills are on the governor's desk right now, so what we're going to do, I'll have them do is link up bondinfo.org to this website, savecalifornia.com. And that way you can guys go on there today or tomorrow, tomorrow or whatever, and call the governor and say, no, do not sign these bills. All right? You really got to start fighting back, folks. This is just enough is enough is enough. It will sponsor, you know what, I don't have it here. But I know the gay bill was sponsored by a gay uh, representative. 
and uh, and we are controlled by the, the House here is uh, the state is controlled by Democrats, so they're like for it. But it just goes against the family. It doesn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat. The fact is, we see all the issues that we're having now as a result of the families falling apart. And so if we break that, break God's order, it's over. You might as well hang it up. It's just going to get worse. Why would we need more than two parents? That's not, it's not even logical. But because they're pr- trying to bring in evil, they come up with all this madness. So make sure you go to bondinfo.org and uh, check it out. We'll link up to it, all right? Um, I want to talk about belief today. Belief. Belief. You ever? Yes. Oh, hold on a minute. Parents. Um, it's so that this is a backdoor way of making uh, polygamy legal. You know, more than one wife, more than one husband. That's what that's about. You think? In my estimation, yeah. Oh. Because two parents now can live in this, you know. I just think right now it's more about having a homosexual family thing. Yeah, I think it, more about that. It is, they don't really, it is, but it's it's also going to open it may, the door that. For may that may be the result. You know, yeah. that may come as a result of it, but homosexuals don't care about where men and women marry more than one man or one woman kind of thing. They're, about, they're trying to get their thing in there. But you're right. Well, as a result of this evil, that I, will come about, too. I disagree. I think it is the homosexual push that wants more than one person to be married to because they're very they're very polygamous anyway. As a group, they have, yeah. like, they're, they're really out there. There's nothing to stop them, no worries, and, and they just accept Yeah, but AIDS. I still think, that may, I'm sure that'll come up, but it's more about accepting the gay family thing, so-called gay family thing. Yeah, I see another hand. Yeah, I see your hand, Ernest? Yeah, I was going to say, I agree with you. Hold on just a minute. I've heard of a situation where a lady was uh, married, she got divorced, and she decided that she wanted to be a lesbian, and she was living with her uh, lover, and so you have situations like that where they want, the the mom wants to be the mother, the living girlfriend wants to also be a parent, and then they also want to have the dad be a parent, so, (laughs) you know. Yeah, no, that's how evil it is, it's a mess, it's a mess. Yeah, they're making it legal, too, so that after a while we won't be able to mention it in the churches at all, and it just leads to that. That's what it's all about. But we can, we, we can defeat this if we take a stand. All right? Okay. Yes? You know what's interesting? You know what's interesting about that is that just because it's legal, why can't we speak out against it? There's been lots of things that have been legal and wrong, you know, but... <laughs> Uh, I think because most people don't want to go to jail, they don't have the money to pay no, the but fines. but it's interesting the way the left not yeah. only makes something legal, like, say, homosexual marriage, yeah. but they also put in the, the uh, anti-First Amendment thing, which is now you can't even speak about it. Right. We've yeah. always been able to speak about everything. Yeah. yeah, but they have to shut it down like that. And then they, even in private schools and homeschools, they are saying no. And private schools are separate from government support, right? Yeah. Or at least homeschooling. But they're trying to even invade that, so all kids are, infect, are affected by this. It's just evil. It's absolute evil. Belief. I want to talk about how many of you have doubts? You doubt sometimes. Oh, good. You doubt sometimes, too? <laughs> Did you raise your hand? Yeah. You doubt at times? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I see you. Come and read something for me. 
This is in Romans. Oh, take the mic there. You need to have the mic to do it. This is in Romans 10, uh, verse, is that 5? Yeah, 5 through 13. Moses writes of this. A little louder. Moses writes of the saving justice that comes by law and says that whoever compiles with it will find life in it. But the say, but I'm sorry, Mike, I can't really see that well. But Black the, people can't read. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like saving, a white man, so I thought you could read. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but the saving justice of faith says this. Do not think in your heart who will go up to heaven that will bring Christ down or who will go down to the depths. That is to bring Christ back from the dead. Who does, who does it say then? The word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, the faith which we preach. And if, that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. It is by believing with the heart that you are justified and by making declaration with your lips that you are saved. When scripture says no one who relies on this will be brought to disgrace, it makes no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and his generosity is offered to all those who appeal to him. For all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what I want to do is just because he missed some words on here, not a put down anything, but I'm going to have to get Patrick to read it because this is so important. I want you to really, really get it. And uh, so Patrick's going to come up. I don't, yeah, I know what you mean. Right here. No. How come white people like to take over? I'm telling. No, I'm kidding. Why don't you want to read mine? Yours does, doesn't read like mine does. <laughs> okay. Till, till here. Oh yeah. Okay. Start right here. All right, got it. And in that. Okay. Right there. The testimony of Moses. Moses writes of the saving justice that comes by the law. It says that whoever complies with it will find life in it. But the saving justice of faith says this. Do not think in your heart who will go up to heaven. That is to bring Christ down or who will go down to the depths. That is to bring Christ back from the dead. What does it say then? The word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, the faith which we preach. That if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. It is by believing with the heart that you are justified, and by marking the declaration with your lips that you are saved. When scripture says no one who relies on this will be brought to disgrace, it makes no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is the Lord of all. And his generosity is offered to all who appeal to him. For all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Thank you. Good to Robert. <laughs> He's going to bring his little Bible up here. 
Ari, my. So you guys heard that, right? Everybody heard it. Uh, before I discuss what I want to discuss about it, about it, can someone tell me what they got from it? Did it mean anything? Or did it register at all? Or did it have an impact at all? Yes. Well, you know, when it talked about um, who will go, think not in your heart, who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down or who will go down to hell to bring Christ up, I've never thought that. I don't know what it's talking about there or why it would use that as an example of, you know, believing in Christ. I guess it means if you think you're God, but I'm not sure what the point of that scripture is. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Yes, sir. What I uh, what I probably got out from this is that the truth is close is closer to um, uh, closer uh, within me than I uh, I even dare ma- imagine. It's very uncomfortably close, and and when I conserve it, I always consider how uh, how, short, uh, how short I co- uh, come to acknowledging that truth. All right. Interesting point. Anybody else? You guys heard it, right? Yeah? Anybody else? Okay. Um, well, let me ask this way then. Some of you doubt. Why do you doubt at times? Do you ever think about, wow, I have doubt. I'm doubting now. And why, why do you doubt? Why do you have doubt at times? Oh, let's go here. It just seems to me like everything's stacked so heavily against uh, a believer that it's hard to have faith. It looks like we're going to lose. Yeah. And when you say that everything is stacked against you, give me an example of what you mean. And this is related to you personally, your own life. Yeah. Give well, me an example of what it, you mean. Um, there's a lot of wickedness in the world. Yeah. And they all, they're all, they like the company of each other. And so most good men are going to be standing alone. So you're going to find yourself by yourself a lot. And so... It, it to me, it just looks like it's all. It, it it appears. I don't know if it really is, but it appears like we're, we're, there's a stacked deck. Oh, okay. And, and that makes you doubt. Yeah. Because you're looking at the circumstances, it makes you doubt. Uh, is it that way in your personal and private life as well? You feel like yes, life is just stacked against you, and it's hard to believe. Well, it's not that. Like I said, I'm not sure if it really is. It just looks really good like it is. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm not I sure if it is or not. Yeah. But it just looks that way. You know, and it, it gets, after a long time, I can see how somebody might not believe it. I have doubts. I go, this can't be right. It yeah. just can't be. It's like impossible. But do you, do, you, do you believe that it's possible to live a life of no doubt? Yes. Just total belief? Yes. You believe that's possible? Yes. That's good. Because if you believe it's possible, it will happen. At least you don't doubt that it's possible. You just don't know how to get there or it's not happening right now. Uh, okay. Did you have your hand? Uh, okay. You go to Patrick. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot the actual question, but... Oh, about doubt. Why do you doubt yeah, at be- times? Because I'm listening to thoughts in the head. That's all it is. You listen to thoughts? There's just 
and 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 the more uh, intense it is, or if I get angry, the thoughts are everything. There's no distinction between thoughts or uh, what's the word? The other word, thoughts versus well, seeing. Let's say. Yeah. There's no distinction. There is no belief that I notice in that time. There's just crazy thoughts running rampant. And so, uh, do you fight not to believe when those thoughts come? No, I fight not to believe. I mean, not to doubt when those thoughts come? When they come, I have been taken away by them at times. And, you know, lately I'm more inclined to try to hold on. <laughs> you know, I mean, to, to not, to disbelieve them. But I don't really... Um, I can't disbelieve them in here. I, I, there is, I'm very clear at this point that there are, uh, there's a different location for truth than there is for lies. But in that moment, I just see, um, you know, the lies are all over the place. And I just know that that's going in. And I can see sometimes I will go into that. And when I do, it hurts my heart because it brings out hatred. Yeah. Um, and other times, you know, I let it go as best I can. And then... It'll go away, but sometimes it's just all over me. Very, very interesting, man. How about you? You have that? Come right here. What What causes you to doubt at times? The cause of me doubting it. Well, let me ask this first. Do you believe it possible to live and never doubt? Yes. It is possible. Okay. Uh, the cause is just no reason. Just the thought will come and say, "Well, you can't. It can't be that easy. You should be really doing this, that, and the other, and you're not making enough effort. You should be this. You should be that." And so then I think, "Well, maybe I'm not trying hard enough." <laughs> so then I sit down and try to hunker down, and then. So, you know, that, that... What a mess, huh? Yes, it's like a mess. You're like, I, what can you do? You know, you're torn in the middle, you know. When when thoughts come to say you're not doing enough, you're not this enough, why do you think that's your friend telling you that? Why do you think it's giving you the right advice? Well, I, I don't really think it's the right advice, but then I don't really know, so I think, well, maybe... I... <laughs> Maybe I should entertain this. And have you ever tested the thoughts, those thoughts, when they give you suggestions and then you find out they were wrong? That it oh, wasn't? Yeah. And, and yet you still believe again? Well, it's not a belief or a non belief. Well, just when you go with them, you, just, you are believing. Oh, you think that's it? Yeah. Oh, well, okay, then I, I. Because if you didn't finally cave in and believe, yeah. that it couldn't affect you, it couldn't make you do. Deceive you in that manner. Oh, okay. So I keep getting pulled off. You know, once you yeah. get attached over here, then all of a sudden it comes along and pulls you off. You yeah. know, pulls me off. And Jesus then, said that um, if we believed, if we have a, 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 a belief as small as a grain of mustard seed, right, that we can move mountains in our lives. Oh, okay. So. That all things are possible, that nothing on earth can stop you. Do you believe that? Yes, I believe it when it's over there, but I just haven't gotten it over here. <laughs> I understand. You <laughs> and so, go back. Oh, go back. Oh. And so you do believe it when you hear it? Yes, I, I believe it's possible. I mean, I can see 
the machinations of everything going as it should right. in the universe. And then 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 it's everything looks good, everything looks possible. You wake up in the morning, you got all the hope, you know it's going to work right. And then as the day go, progresses, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you doing that too, Mary. <laughs> like a little girl. Let me ask, uh, so why do you believe it's possible then if you don't believe that you can do it? Well, I believe it's possible because, because? Uh, the, the God's word says it's so, and in my heart I can see it, it is true. Yeah. Can you imagine living a life of 100% belief? Just imagine what that must be like. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing that it seems like it's so easy it can't really work. Uh, it seems as though it's so easy it can't work? Yeah. Where are you getting that from, that idea? Just the same place the devil comes and <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's too easy. <laughs> oh, that is something. And, and what do you say to that? Well, I, I agree with what she's saying. Um, circumstances uh, come in your life, and then you have all these thoughts that sort of run you down yeah. and take away any belief you have. Yeah. Have you noticed that? The one thing that all human beings have in common is, is these thoughts, are these thoughts that we get, and then the effect that they have on our lives and stuff like that. And yet, that's not enough to say, well, look, if the crowd is going this way, something must be wrong with the way I'm thinking here. <laughs> and it's not working for the crowd. What made, you think, what made me think it's going to work for me? We all have that in common. Have you noticed that? Yes. And yet, you still go with that. Um, you believe in God, right? Of course. Right, so you believe that it's possible to live a life with no doubt. Yes. But you just don't know how to get there to do it. Well, um, I think, um, you know, the thoughts are strong, and and there might be some element of truth in the thoughts, uh-huh. and that's what pulls you and grips you to those thoughts. Yes, good point. Because what Satan would do, and I have to just say, those thoughts are from the devil. What he would do is find something that you did in the so-called past that maybe was wrong and then get you to fall into it. And then he'll show you a false illusion of a truth about here's what your outcome is going to be. Here's what happened to you. And the moment you start believing all that stuff, you're out of it. It's gone. And then, But what you don't know, your belief is what's going to bring that outcome for you. But if you didn't believe Satan's outcome, it won't come. It will not come because it's the belief. We live by faith. We live by believing in something. Where there's doubt, we believe in doubt. And whatever we believe in, that's what you identify with, and that's what dictates your life. It can bring on fear. And I noticed with Satan's uh, stuff, it always ends up with fear. Fear of failure. It may even start out sweet, like it has no fear, right? But fear of failure, fear of this, fear of what people think, fear of something, outcome, because that's the whole destruction that he gets you to fall into when you believe that. We literally live by faith in something. We, if you notice in your life, you believe in something, even if it's a lie. You believe in something. You believe you're weak. You believe you're afraid. You believe you're not attractive enough. You believe that you're not skinny enough, you believe that somebody looking at you. Have you noticed what you believe? 
we got to pay attention to self so we can get over this. And I'm going to help you today, hopefully, show you where you're going wrong. But it's not good living a life of doubt, huh? No. It's a mess. It will dry you to drink. <laughs> and you say you have doubt. You doubt at times, right? Uh, yes. And what caused you to doubt at times? Uh, I would say what, what life throws at you. You know. Give me an example. Uh, well, I can't really think of one right now. But, but challenges and but things. Challenges, huh? yeah. yeah. And it will make you doubt that you can overcome them? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. once, once you get that doubt, it's hard to get it out of you. Sure it is, huh? It's hard to... to once you believe into that lie, yeah. like you got to wrestle with it to try to get exactly. past it. <laughs> right. You're like boxing. True. Um, do you believe that you are your challenges? Your circumstances, do you believe that that's who you are? Yes. You do. And why do you believe that? Because we, we do what, what uh, how can I say, um, it's up to us to, to move on forward. To do what? It's, it's up to us to move on forward and, and do the right decisions. It's up to us? Uh, yes. But if we are being, if we are being, oh, he needs to speak up a little bit, speak up a little bit. Uh, if we're being controlled by something else, what we believe in, how can we move forward if that belief don't allow us to move forward? To overcome it, to oversee that. And, and how should we do that? And that's, that's the hard part, right? That's there. the part. That's okay. The hard part. I love that. You're right. absolutely right. Have you thought about this before today? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jesus uh, went past a fig tree one day. And the feed tree, they were all hungry. They had been out working. It's like coming home and your wife having cooked. And the feed tree was all green and pretty. <laughs> and they were all hungry, so they ran over to the tree, and there were no figs there. And so Jesus cursed the tree, and it died. Do you believe you have the power to do that? No. You don't? Know I mean? no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't. Oh, ye of little faith, huh? I appreciate that. Did you know before today that you, your faith was not really well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is it interesting to believe in God and not have faith? Yes. Have you thought about that before today? And are we, I'm asking, because I really want you to think on these things. That's what I'm asking. We fellowship. It's not a uh, test. I, yeah, it's something we think, uh, you know, I would say I think about almost every, every night in the sense of, uh, what's, you know, uh, to think about God and believe in him and then why things happen to us. Yes. Good. So. And um, why do you doubt at times? Um, for the same reason. I mean, you know, sometimes um, issues, things yeah. that happen, because um, I feel like no matter how hard you try, something always goes wrong. Yes. And you, I stop and think, is like, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I take care of certain issues? And no matter how hard I try, and I, you know, I believe in, in God, I believe in good, and I know that um, sometimes no matter how bad ish, certain issues get, yes. I still keep saying to myself, you know, I believe, I know things are going to get better. But what do I need to do to make them better? Because I everything I'm doing does not seem to work. Yes. And sometimes things seem to work a little bit, but before I know it, 
they get worse. Yes. And it's like, why? What <laughs> have I done that? Excellent it, question. It never stops. You yeah. know, never stops. It's issues after issues after issues. Yeah. And that's when sometimes it's like, okay, is there really a God? I mean, is there really, you know, because no matter what I do, it, nothing seems to work. Yes. How many people can relate? It starts to make you question God, huh? Like, wow, I'm doing all I can do. Is there really a God? And that's what Satan wants you to do. Yeah, and, and even though sometimes there's certain issues that are bad, and I just like, I keep telling myself, okay, I have faith. It's going to get better. <laughs> it's going to be- get better. So I try to do certain things, and it's like, it still doesn't get better. <laughs> yes. And so at that point, why don't you just leave it alone? Because <sighs> there's certain issues that I feel if I leave it alone, it's going to get 10 times worse. But it's getting 10 times worse as you're working on it. Well, I mean, <laughs> true, but, you know, it's just like, I mean, I know there's a lot of things I can't control. Are there things you can control? Yes. Like what? Um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> you can't think of one thing that you can control. But yet you're thinking that you can control certain things. Yes. But right now you can't tell me one thing that you can control. Well, I think the only thing I could can control is my feelings and, and faith. You can control your feelings? Sometimes I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, may I just say there's nothing you can control? Nothing. Okay. And as soon as you realize that, the happier you will become. Okay. It's an egotistical, willful person, whether it's me, you, or anybody else, who think that they can control something. Because let's just think about it. If you could control something, you would have like a, your world would be perfect. It, and everything about your world would be perfect. The kids would be tiptoeing through the tulips. <laughs> <laughs> the house would be perfect in harmony. The relationships between you, you and your husband would be perfect. You have all that in control because that's what you want. You want what's best for your children. You would control that and make that be. You don't want to live with anger and reaction to and overreaction to the world. You don't want to hate your enemy or you don't want to hate folks when they're wrong. But these things happen anyway, even though you try not to do them. Isn't that true? Yes. Yeah. We have no control. Now, I know in our fallen state, we like to think that we do. And the more you try to have control, the worse it gets. And then still, your ego won't let you realize, wow, I would love to have control. I'm trying to make control happen, and it won't happen. But it'll tell you, try some more. Well, if you do it this way, it's just all set up as a lie. You do not have control over yourself or anyone else. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Does that feel good to hear that or a little scary? A little scary, I guess. And why is it scary? Um, I don't know. I just, I think there's certain things that I would like to have control of. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And what would you like to have control of? Um, We're going to talk to God about it. Maybe he'll do it today for you. <laughs> just, I guess, I don't know. I'm just 
my kids not taking completely control but just <laughs> certain things that they do right i wish that i could control them not to do it right i understand what you're saying you're saying there are some things that your kids are doing that you wish somehow or another what you say to them or your action can prevent them from doing it exactly that's what you mean i yes, understand that that's what i think exactly most parents want that yeah but have you noticed whenever you try to do it they go they get worse when you try to control the situation? Yes, I've, I've known that to happen, and a lot of people tell me, you know, the more you push certain issues, the more it's going to happen. Yeah. So I've tried not to. It doesn't matter. It's still, it's <laughs> they still do it. <laughs> I want to encourage you to relax and let it go. I know, but sometimes I think it's a little hard. To relax and let it go? Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Only because you're seeing the outcome of it. Right. Yeah. But when what you don't know is that once you relax and let it go, then you're going to see how to really deal with it. Okay. You're going to see how to deal with it, where it will be effective, it will be good, and it will work out well. It really will. But as long as you're pushing it and stressed out and lost in your imagination, you're making all the wrong decisions. Okay. It should be good news to know that you can relax and life will work out. You don't have to do all this stuff. That should be good news. That's a sign of love, by the way, that God loves us and he already has it worked out. And so to hear the good news, you don't have to do anything. Just go for the ride. That should be like, wow, I love living that way. But I understand. We're going to get you there today, I hope. Okay. All right. Yes, ma'am. Um, faith is belief, right? It's the same yes. thing. And is hope the same thing as faith and belief? Too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And um, also, if you have faith and belief, like pure faith, pure belief, can you <laughs> curse the tree and the tree will become cursed and no figs anymore? Yes. Anything? anything that comes out of your mouth shall be done. Okay. You know something? It is. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, right, right here. Doesn't, doesn't a lot of that have something to do with um, your motive behind doing something like that? Like if you um, want to curse a tree in front of you and because you want to test your faith out or are you doing it in order to glorify God? But see, we have faith that comes from God. Your motive is good. Because God is good, and it's, it's he that you, that you believe in, so you believe in him, you're not going to curse a tree just to prove anything. Right. Your motive will be good, because you can't be born of God and have a negative motive. Your motive, if you have a negative motive, is of your father, the devil. Right. So don't worry about that part. So, and to speak on another point, um, you, you were talking about um, faith and belief and doubt. Uh, life kind of conditions us from day one to, to doubt ourselves from the time you're playing on the playground. If you don't go along with the other kids, huh. they all come at you with yeah. whatever. And then, you know, a lot of those a lot of those words, you know, those words start to become reality. You know, yes. as you grow older and you have more experiences, you know, these things get inside you and they start talking to you on their own and you start to doubt heavily. Yes. But see, it's not life that's doing it to you. It's your reaction to life. Mm, yeah. 
Your reaction to life is what's doing it to you. And God wants you to not react to life. He wants you to overcome this stuff by not reacting to it. Because every time you react, it gets inside of you and controls you. Yeah, but this, it cannot hurt you if you don't react to it. But if you have doubt, you have to react. But there's not, I don't think there's a human except for Jesus that ever walked around not reacting <laughs> to something. And that, and that may or may not be true. But the beauty is Christ came, put things back in order so we can do it. So it's there now. It's right at hand. It's in your heart. It's right there. And you got to wake up so you can see that it's there. That's the problem. You don't see what's at hand. You don't see that everything is normal. Things are fine. Because you're, you're physical in the way you see things. Most people are seeing this illusion by their physical eyes and thoughts and emotions. So they're really not seeing what's really there. They're seeing this illusion that are there, and it, causes, it is causing them to overreact to it. And that's what the problem is. You have, to grow, you have to grow wrong before you can realize what is right. Do you have to life? grow wrong? In the sense Some of like, stubborn people do. Yeah, like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you may need a lot of pain, and sometimes that pain will cause you to wake up. Maybe just living is not enough for you. You can't believe by just living and living your life. You need to mess up so you can feel pain. But everybody and, and then crowds out. at some point, though. They do. Because we were born in sin. Right. But then as we get older, we start to overcome it. If we're lucky, some people don't. <laughs> some don't. Yeah. A lot do. Yeah. But that's not our concern. Mm -hmm. That's not my concern, how many die, you know, right. how many overcome and how many stay there. Uh, we can't do anything about that. But what we need to do is become a living example of it. And unfortunately, because of your sins... The people around you are going to judge you. They never will forgive you for it. Not realizing that they have sinned too. And, and, you know, but, and that's going to lock them into that suffering the rest of their life by judging your sins rather than overcoming their own. Mm -hmm. That's not your concern either. You, know, you just have to find that pathway and live it. Mm -hmm. All right? Um, did I say? Yes, ma'am. You said that um, you should relax. You have yes. to relax and just, uh, you can't control other people. Right. Um, how, does that, how does that relate to work? How, how, what if you're in a position, you're the boss, say, and you have people under you, and how do you, how do you deal with everyday problems relaxing when you... <laughs> I know what you mean. Like you have to make decisions and you have to be um, the authority. Right. I understand, especially working with people. Right. If you're relaxed, then the decisions are made for you as the boss, and then you have the courage to do it without even thinking about it. In your relaxed state, in your living state, all answers are there and all decisions are made for you. And it's, it's amazing how you just live your life and you see what to do. The answers, answers are there when you need them. But if you're stressed out yeah. living this other life, then it's difficult to see those answers. And then you become afraid to give out to, you know, to be the authority figure because you know you got to deal with the attitude from the employee, employees right. 
They're going to get mad. They're going to threaten to quit, whatever, whatever, right? right? But if you relax, you don't, those things do not concern you at all. So it's, it's really being on a different plane. Yes. It's like dropping your whole ego. Yes. It's all ego, isn't it? All the way. All of this is ego. All the way. Just you got to do it. You got to be in charge. You got to. All ego. So you get rid of all that and then you just relax. You relax. <laughs> and then it all comes Absolutely, together. absolutely, absolutely. All ego. Okay. All ego. And Patrick touched on it. And here's the problem. Yeah. There is a, and we talked about this this past Thursday night at our men's, men's meeting. We had, we had a men's meeting this Thursday night that came from God. Wasn't that something, guys? Yeah, it was something else. <laughs> They're like, what? What meeting? <laughs> I gave out an instruction for them to do something. And uh, and so Billy was here, and I asked Billy, my engineer, I, I said, the next morning, I said, did you do what I told you to do this morning? He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, I forgot. He said, I did it last night, and then I went to bed, and then I forgot the next day. How do you forget stuff that's so important? But people don't remember. Wayne, let me first ask, you have doubt at times, right? Yes. You do, and, and why? Uh... Because sometimes things just don't go the way you expect them to go. Yeah. And why do you have an expectation how they should go? Well, it's not so much a, well, it's like in business. You know, you do all the things you think you're supposed to do that's correct and right. And, um, and then sometimes you just don't get any business, you know, and you wonder why. You know, so that causes a little bit of doubt sometimes. Right. And why do you have an expectation of how things should go in business? Come down, Rob. He's okay. <laughs> Feel like you're about to attack him. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. Uh, well, my expectation comes from that if you do all the right things, things should happen for you. And so if you're doing the right thing, why not just trust that and let the outcome happen? I do. Not if you doubt. And if you have an expectation, then you're definitely going to doubt when it doesn't go the way your expectation says. Well, I do you I think? Guess, oh, go ahead. I guess sometimes I, I try to keep things in the moment and just wait for things to happen. And sometimes maybe um, it just doesn't happen fast enough for me. Right. Yeah, it's not going God's way, so something's wrong here. You start to doubt it. I understand that way. I absolutely understand that. But you need to get rid of your expectation. And just do what is right to do and let the chips fall where they may, and it always turns out well. Because if you did have this expectation, you can't doubt because if not, you don't know how it's going to turn out, but you have the patience and the faith to wait and let it turn out. It's just a job. It's not a big deal. And then God, if you had this faith that I'm talking about, this belief, God's going to take care of you anyway. He's going to keep you fat and sassy. You got food on your table. You, you know, you're going to have a roof under your head, all uh, over your head. All things will be well if you didn't have this expectation. Your business would be fine. And then in those days when you're not getting any work, it could be your moment of growth. You know, maybe you need to. Slow down so you can look at yourself a little bit more. 
draw closer to God or something. It's not a, it's not a negative. Noise is a positive. It is what it is. But expectation won't let you live that way. Expectation is very disappointing. Have you noticed that? You expect your kids to do well, like what you were talking about. And you, you feel that if I take care of my kids, I make sure they're educated, I tell them the truth, I expect them to turn out well. Don't you expect that? And then by the time they turn 15, you want to kill them. Because <laughs> you did all this stuff for them and the expectation is not working. But if you didn't have that expectation, you can accept what is what is and never doubt. Here's the deal. What causes us to doubt, I don't doubt now, but believe me, Satan tried to get me to doubt. What causes us to doubt is, is what somebody mentioned, the ego. Somebody mentioned the ego thing. The ego has made a home inside of you, inside of your physical body. It dwells in your mind, and it brings up emotions, and whenever, and it feels, you can feel it. It feels pain, it feels good, it feels sorrow, all this stuff, Right? And whenever a situation comes, the first thing it does, it gets you to react just like that. Oh, trouble is here. Your world is about to fall apart. And because you have identified with this thing that's made a home inside your physical body and your mind, you think that is you. You really believe that that's you, that's God, that is real, and it's not. And so what you find yourself wrestling with that, trying to convince yourself, and, and the more you try to fight against it, and the more you give it power because it talks to you even more so. It throws you one curveball after another one. Every time you think you got the solution there and you calm down a little bit, it'll throw you another curveball to get you to react because you so identify with that ego nature. That ego nature is what Paul was talking about when he says something has made a home in me and it causes me, it makes me do the things I don't want to do and prevents me from doing the things that I do want to do. We all want to do well. We want to do good. Most people do. You don't want to hurt other people. You don't want to do You're a Christian. You want to live that Christian life. But you have identified with the nature of Satan. You have identified with him, and he convinces you to do the things you don't want to do. He convinces you to believe the things that you don't want to believe. And when trouble comes, you buckle down trying to fight him, trying not to go along with him, but go along with him, trying to figure it out. And he's just talking to you and making you feel it. He's giving you fear. He's telling you what happened in the past and what's going to happen in the future. Now you're trying to stop that. And because you believe in that, that's your hell. That is not who you are. That's the nature of Satan. That's why nothing good ever comes from it. You got to find that place in your heart. When that moment, when that chalice come, you got to find a second of a moment to calm down so you can be still within yourself so that this thing can work out on your behalf, and it will. But the moment you react to it, you start to doubt, then you lose God. He can't help you because now you're with this false God that's made a home. God said that in, in order to live again, we must be born again, right, in order to live. He's talking about that ego nature that you have identified with. It sounds like your voice gives you the wrong answers. You got to die from that. That's not who you are. You are a spiritual living being that's here waiting for God to take over. And then once he takes over, he'll guide your path. 
And then you have faith that can move a mountain. And then whatever comes up against you, even though Satan try to whisper to you to do something about it, you have the faith to wait, and it will work out. By faith, everything is possible. Nothing is impossible. And the beauty about faith, you don't have to have a plan. It's already worked out, and it is exactly what you want in life. You don't have to have a plan. You don't have to have expectations. You cannot worry. You can't hold a grudge against people who turn on you. You absolutely can't do it. Uh, with the employees, you have the know-how and, and the courage to do what you got to do because in, in this other life, there is no fear. It's all belief in God. And you're not in control of that either. You're just living your life and everything you want is happening. But what you identify with that's made a home in your body is evil. It's the nature of Satan. And there's no love and no truth and no nothing in it. But you so identify with it. And you're not going to be able to detach from it until you can confess your sins. I'm a sinner, and that's what this is talking about. I'm wrong. I am not God. Then you can detach from it, and it'll start to fade away. Then you can live by faith, and whatever you ask, whatever you say, and whatever you do will be yours. Isn't that amazing? But as long as you identify with that nature that speaks to you like that, you're never going to have faith. Your faith is in the wrong thing. I want some feedback about it. Anybody disagree, I, I want to know. I'm telling you. This is, let's take it right here first of all. This is why God said that you got to get to know yourself so you can see what's really driving you. And people who are angry at you and mad, don't blame them. They don't want to be mad. They, they identify with the same thing that's made a home in them. They really are. The same thing that's driving you is driving them. Because if it wasn't, they would forgive you. They would love. They would, they would be concerned. But they can't help it. You can't wrestle with this spirit. You've got to become aware of it. We are a living being, folks. And he just wants us to live. Like little kids. Some of you missing kids. They just live. It is what it is, and they just live. And that's how you're going to become once you realize it. Let's, yes, sir. Um, I forgot the question now. Oh. I listened to what you said, but what was the question again? Oh. Oh, and did you disagree with what I just said? Oh, no. I was just saying, how do you not identify, how do you not identify with it? That's a very good question. Excuse me for snorting here. You got to get, you got to get to really pay attention to yourself. And then you're going to see, wow, all this time I thought I've been in control I thought that this thing was me, and it's really not. And I've been playing God with my life. You know, I thought that I was making these things, and I'm God. And that's what repentance is, to realize that you are not God. You're not in control. And then when you can see that, he, he God, would allow you to see this other thing that's driving you. And all you, then what's going to happen is that you're going to become the observer of that thing, that thing that's not you. He's going to shine a light. He's going to take you out of it. And you'll shine a light on it. You'll become the watcher, the observer, and then it'll start to fade away. It'll just be out there. And when challenges come, they won't impact you because now you're guided by the light within. Um, and so you all have to identify with the challenges. You're not your challenges. You are a living being. Uh, I don't know if, this, uh, if you can understand this, but what if what you're observing is so horrible that it's hard to watch? That's, that is good. Just watch it anyway, 
and you shall repent and overcome it. I know exactly what you mean. But just watch it and be glad that you can see it and do nothing about it, and God will take it away from you. It's a spirit that's made a home, and it lives off your anger, by the way. It lives off your anger, your judgment of yourself and others, your reaction to life. As long as it gets you to go here and there and talk to you and turn like that, it, you give it life. But if you can just bear it, if you just take the pain of it, it dies. Isn't that amazing? Is that good news or not? <laughs> How long does this process take? <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, I that identity that you are connected with is not God's identity and it's not yours. It's Satan. It's the spirit that's doing that. That's why it's not working for the good. There is no truth in Satan at all. None. He doesn't have any. So how, you know, why do you think that's going to work? How good going to come out of something that has no truth in it at all? That's why everything he does is just set you up to fail. Because it's that horrible thing that's made a home in you. It's called sin. It's called ego, and ego is sin. You're so identified with the ego that it's, it's destroying you. So that thing is ego? Yes. Not me? No, yes, sir. Not you, but it. And it is all ego. Every aspect of it is ego. Even to think that we're doing good is ego. That's ego, too. You know something? Every aspect of that thing is ego. But people are so identified with it. I have to overcome that, and I'm overcoming it. I see it all the time. Every aspect is ego. Yes, let me go to Kent real fast. Um, the comment, the ego um, has images of what you are, and, it, and it's sort of like a parallel universe. And it, it has images of you professionally and all these different things, and you try to live off of that ego. Um, and, you know, I think that's related to the concept of expectations that you were talking about. Yes. Um, which is that if you have an image of yourself, then you're living up to that image. Um, in the you ego, talk about that a little bit? In the ego nature, not only does it give you expectations, it does give you an image of yourself. If you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, you walk around with your head up, you know, you know. <laughs> Everybody beneath you, if you are a preacher, if you're a professional person, a movie star, or if you have a lot of money, or if you just think you're important, <laughs> or if you think you're beautiful, or if you think you're not beautiful, it gives you an image. But without that, you have no image of yourself. And you want to live without that image of yourself, your own image. You want, you want the expression of God to shine through you. But ego set you up to make you have an image of yourself. And that's all ego. Because if you're a doctor or a lawyer or a housewife or a husband, that's just a physical thing that you do. It's not who you are. And it's not making you important. But it will give you that. If anybody tamper with that image, you want to kill them. <laughs> well, you tell me I'm not a great lawyer. I'm not a great this or that. You want to hurt them. Because it's all ego. That's why these preachers and doctors and lawyers, my name is uh, Dr. Smith. My name is Reverend whatever. I'm like, that's, 
that's just a title. It tells you what kind of work you do. You shouldn't be given an image of what that's about. Very good point. It's all ego. One other thing. You, know, you talk about what's not us, and you also talk about there is a you. I mean, it, it, number one, I guess my question, is there a you? There's a living being that's created in the image of God. Inside of you. Inside of us. And what is that? And it's that? right beyond that ego nature that you've identified with. The moment you stop identifying with that ego nature, you can identify with God. It's the spirit. It's the living being. You just, we are just supposed to be. We're just supposed to live. But is the spirit you or is it the spirit? It's the spirit. It's an energy. But it's not you. There is no you. You are created in his image. You so you don't even, we don't, you don't exist. No. This is just a fleshly body. This is an illusion, so really. You don't, you don't really. I'm, a, I'm a, a ball, a big ball of energy inside of this body. So there is and no. when I connect with the source that gives that energy life, then you can see that energy coming from me, and you know that there is a God. There is no you. No. And there's no me. No. Anybody else? Is there anybody else here? <laughs> <laughs> what this physical, what physical things do, it, they, physical things prevent you from seeing the real deal. It really does. And if you have not been born again and walking by the light, you can't see the reality of what is. You see, very, it's very limited to see by your ego eyes. I, I, that's really interesting. I, know, I don't think I realize that. Yeah. I think I've been thinking everybody's somebody. No. You know, now I realize nobody's, everybody's nobody. nobody's anybody. <laughs> this is, good, man. I'm glad like you I see that. I better about that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Everything is illusion. This building is an illusion. And you can only see this building because you're blinded from the truth of what really is. Yes, sir. Real fast. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if it's if it's possible to um, um, actually physically knock someone out in, in, while you're in the spirit of God. Is that possible? Yes. To be still in the spirit of God while and you blow them while you do that, and then and then help them up. Yeah, that's possible. Yes, sir. Okay, that's cool. Uh, but <laughs> but I'm not encouraging you to go out there and do that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I, I was wondering what you had to say regarding that. Yeah, I, I I'm telling that. you. I Thank want you. you to be aware of this thing that's made a home in you that's not you. And it's all, all, all negative. There's nothing good about it. It's all lies. And next time an issue comes, and whatever is causing you to see this thing now, just watch it. Don't freak out. Don't believe it. Don't not believe it. Just watch it. All right? And you will change. It will, it, you, you wake, because the fact that you can see it right now is God allowing you to see it. You don't even see it on your own. He is allowing you to see it, and now you're being separated from it so that you don't have to identify with it. Yeah. So relax. All right? Um, you know what? I'm out of time. I know you guys wanted to say something, but let me just say, here's the key to you got to seek first the kingdom of God in his right way. And these things will be added. You got to start watching yourself. Watch this thing that how it reacts when challenges come. And see, why wow, I really don't want to be acting this way. You're going to see something else that's making you do it. You don't want to be mad. You don't want to hold grudges. You don't want to mess your kids up. But it's making you do it. Don't take credit as though it's you. 
Just watch it. And don't judge it as right or wrong. Just watch it. It'll all be worked out for you. You got to repent. You got to let your anger go. You got to forgive so that God will forgive you. Never mind what someone else is doing or has done. That's not your issue. Forgive them so you can wake up to what I'm telling you. All right? And you shall be free. You got to forgive. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you, guys, ladies, men and women. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND.